trails of troubles, rows of battles, fans of victory, we shall walk. Welcome to WEHC 90.7, and you're tuning in today to She Walks with Sharon Bowers and Carly Blaylock. We're so glad you could join us on today. And today we just want to talk a little bit about current events and some things that are going on in our region. And we just got finished with an amazing weekend, an amazing time. And I wasn't there personally. I got to read all about it, but Carly actually got to be there. And so she can tell us more intimately about all the things that are going on. But Carly, welcome. Hi, how are you? <laughs> good, good. Today we're going to talk a little bit about our pride community and our pride community, our tri-pride community here in Southwest Virginia and in Northeast Tennessee. And Carly, you were there. We just had the tri-pride weekend parade. And from what I've seen, it was phenomenal. Yes, it definitely was phenomenal. Um, it was put on by Tri-Pride, which is a local um, LGBTQ plus organization in Southwest Virginia, Northeast Tennessee. Um, and of course it's called Tri-Pride for the Tri-Cities, which mm -hmm. are Kingsport, Bristol, and Johnson City. And so every year that there's a, a Pride Festival, they rotate it from city to city, which is kind of cool. And of course we haven't been able to do much because of the pandemic. So this was the first Pride that's happened in person in a couple of years. So yeah, um, and I, I was okay. thinking, Carly, I, I looked up and did a little research. It just started their inaugural inaugural event was 2018. So they were just getting started, just doing well. And then here comes COVID-19 and they had another big event scheduled. I don't remember where the first one was. Do you? Was that first one in Kingsport, maybe? Or the Johnson first one City? was in Kingsport. I know they had one in Johnson City as well. Okay, and they said that they were getting ready to have the next one, and here came the big COVID. So I think, in uh, yeah, 2018 was the Johnson City one, mm -hmm. and they said there was over 10,000 people in attendance, and they were geared up in 2019 to have the one in Kingsport, and uh, 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 maybe they had it. I don't know. It was 20 they didn't get to have, right, because of COVID. Mm -hmm. So 20, okay, so 18, they were in Johnson City. That was the inaugural one. That's how it got started. That's where it got started. Then in 19, they had one in Kingsport, and then in 20, they were scheduled to have one in downtown Bristol, Virginia, and Bristol, Tennessee, and COVID stopped it. So, yes. uh, yeah. and then I guess there just wasn't one in uh, 21 because we were still, I guess, in the throw. And so we finally got to have one in 22. Yes. And, and you were there. I was, <laughs> and it was fantastic. There were a ton of people there. I don't know if they've released the actual numbers for how many people were in attendance, but it was incredibly well attended. And so, you know, we did the parade down State Street, which was wonderful. And then we had like a festival where people had booths and there was performances and all kinds of cool stuff. Um, and overwhelmingly a very positive, very um, affirming experience for everyone involved. And, you know, I think, I think overall it was a really great experience. I, I was looking at some of their stuff and looking at, at their, um, you know, what they really want to do and what they say they're going to do. And, and they say that, you know, it's just um, a community, a, a local nonprofit organization that's created to nurture and empower the LG, LGBTQ plus community in this area, in this region. And I thought, man, that that's phenomenal because, you know, when you when you think about how conservative for lack of a better word, this area is 
for there being enough foresight and enough vision for somebody to say, no, we're not going to take this anymore. And we are people and you're going to see us and see me and, you know, all of those kinds of things. I think that said, that speaks volumes for the, the conveners and the people who have come together to make this happen and to have it continue. Yes. And, you know, I think it's incredibly powerful to see that many people in one place celebrating and affirming each other, right? I think that was just incredible, an incredible experience. And there were also a lot of local businesses that had booths and uh, floats in the parade and everything. So knowing that these are safe places too yeah. um, is, is really important. And just, you know, to shout out the, the organizers of the event, I mean, they did an incredible job it went off without a hitch. So they, they know what they're doing. <laughs> it, look, it looked like it did. And it looked like with, they, I think this time they, they were obviously, and you, you may can attest to this, but they had to be ready in case there were, I guess, distractors there or people who might do something different. I read one article where it said that they, you actually had to register in order to be a part of it. And that was to one, to know the number of people that were going to be there, but also to help to navigate or to mitigate if there were some people there who were anti. And I guess yes. you always have those kind of people that show up. Is that true? Did they show up this time? They did, but I will say that I only saw two people the oh, whole wow. time. So they were definitely very few in number. And yes, you did have to register if you were gonna be a part of the actual parade or if you were gonna have a booth, you had to register. And then you had to get a ticket to get in. Now the tickets were free, but you did have to register in order to, to get a ticket to get in. And I think that was, like you said, to help sort of mitigate some of that. And, you know, overall, like I said, it was extremely positive. There were only two people I saw and from talking to other people, you know, they were about the only two that were, you know, being negative and, you know, disparaging the event. But, you know, other than that, like I said, it was just an overwhelmingly positive positive event. I, I read one thing where it said that uh, this was the tripart uh, the pride communities center of the tri-cities and so they are all a part of the same thing and and I even saw that there is a black pride group out in Memphis that's doing the same thing so you know the vision of someone and then it gets expanded and then it goes and it goes and it goes so it has a life all of its own but I was looking and they said that their vision and, and I want you just to respond to this from your gut uh, Carly, it says, we envision a world where all people are free to express, take pride in, and enjoy fulfilled lives without regards to their sexual and gender identities. I can read that again. It says, we envision a world where all people are free to express, take pride in, and enjoy fulfilled lives without regards to their sexuality or their sexual and gender identities. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking about that from a diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging perspective. And I mean, yeah. what that really looks like in the real world, because we talk it around the table and we say that we're OK with this, but I don't really think we are. Yeah, I think there's obviously still a lot of work to be done. And I think there's been a lot of talk about like, you know, the early gay pride movement was a lot about tolerance, right? Mm -hmm. We just want to be safe more so than anything else, right? That was kind of the mission. Now it's transitioning into acceptance, right? Acceptance mm -hmm. and affirming, right? So I think the lack of counter protesters we saw was probably due to a lot of different reasons. I don't want to, I, I want to believe that it shows that our region is growing. And I do think that's probably part of it. But I also think that it's, we've kind of got that maybe acceptance piece 
for the most part, not acceptance, um, tolerance, yes, yes. right? Yeah, not not tolerance. So that tolerance piece of like, you do you over there. I don't want to be a part of it, but I'm not going to stop you from doing what you're doing. Right. Um, I think we may be sort of like getting that piece down. Um, but to have the affirming, the affirming part, well, um, is what we're working on now. And I think what that statement says too is the humanity right seeing the humanity in each other and treating each other as valuable parts of our community um, our larger you know tri-cities community and not just outsiders of that community Mm -hmm. right one of the things that they said also in their statement online they said we're creating an environment that fosters understanding education acceptance advocacy and growth And it says this will be a place where we can nurture and bring together the LGBTQ community and explore the many possibilities of personal growth. And so, I I mean, the fact that there is a pride center, Mm -hmm. I think it's in Johnson City, but it's for all of East Tennessee and Southwest Virginia, and that there's actually this place where people can go and grow. Yeah. You know, which is uh, amazing. And like you said, they're uh, looking at you know, gay owned and operating businesses, gay friendly businesses, hotlines, LGBT groups, support groups, LGBT activities and events and LGBT friendly services. So they're trying to, what they said they were trying to do is make their dream a reality for the LGBTQ community. Yes. So that, you know, this is just perfectly acceptable. It's just like a 4th of July parade. <laughs> it's just one of the expressions and not to have to look at it from the oddity perspective. I think sometimes voyeurs uh, like to come and look. And, and from what you're saying this time, that was not the case. It didn't seem, it seemed like there were more participants. Absolutely, yeah. Many more participants than there were anything else. Um, and I think too that... So TriPride also has a website and on their website, they have a list of, like you said, their uh, gay uh, operated businesses, but also LGBT friendly businesses, right? Uh-huh. So um, safe places for people to shop or to go grab a bite to eat that are very affirming. So um, that's also listed there as well as hotline numbers, um, services that um, will do events for, you know, gay weddings, things like that. So, you know, if you are looking for anything, any resources, they do have a whole section on their website for that, um, that I think is updated pretty regularly. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was incredible to see. I mean, there were even big corporations there, like Eastman was there, um, Lowe's was there giving out goodie bags. Like it was just, you know, these big, you know, kind of corporate businesses were also there, which was really. I I had heard or read somewhere that Eastman was, I don't know if they still are, but was one of the main uh, you so. know, donors, funders to to make it happen. And so that speaks volumes about, you know, big corporations being in small towns and making their presence known, you know, to, to really for that whole equity piece, that whole diversity piece, the whole piece that we will not have anyone hidden. We will want everybody to be seen. And I think, you know, that that's really critical because, I mean, we won't have time to talk about it today, but just when you talk about safety and you talk about physical safety, you talk about mental safety, you talk about emotional safety, you talk about spiritual safety, the well-being of all people. And I mean, you know, just to, to the parade was one thing, but it's all of the things that either go before 
are come after that are critical for us in, in the work we do or the work we've done. And, yes. and, and especially on our college campus, trying to make uh, our students feel safe and value added and belong. All of that's important. I know we're going to do a session on belonging here coming up uh, maybe next week, but, but I just think it's, it's real important for, for us to, to see people who want to create those safe, those safe spaces. I mean, it's just really critical. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, there were a lot of allies present, right? And a lot of, you know, there were some farmers that came out and were like selling some produce and like, you know, it was just a really fun, like, it, it was really great to see how many people were supportive of this community, whether or not they are members of the community themselves. And I think that was really powerful and definitely added to that belonging piece, right? And it, I think it helps to foster a lot of pride in our area mm -hmm. and a lot of like, okay, I am seen and appreciated here. I think that was the overall feeling of the event. And um, yeah, it would just, it was a great, a great time. I saw or heard one, I don't remember where, but they were estimating like more than 10,000. Did you feel like there were a lot of people there? It was very packed. Yeah, there were a ton of people. Um, and I would definitely say it was at least close to 10,000, if not more. And, you know, it was just absolutely packed. And there were a lot of people there that, I mean, I knew it was going to be a big event because Tri Pride usually is a big event. But mm -hmm. being there and being kind of in that space with all those people, it was very like, okay, there's a lot of support here for the LGBT community, right? And so that that was really good to, to see from, you know, the DEI lens. What about Carly, were they, I know when they did the first one, they were concerned and they had a large police presence around the perimeter. And uh, they said that was the result of some intelligence from the FBI. Did you see a police presence there this time as well? Absolutely, yes. There were um, there was a very large police presence, um, both during the actual parade and then also during the like festival part that came afterward. And, you know, there was only um, one person that had to be removed from the uh, the parade part. And, you know, it wasn't a violent thing. It was just, you know, ma'am, you can't be here and then escorted her away. Um, but yes, definitely a large police presence. And, you know, I would, I would be lying if I said there wasn't a little bit of apprehension or some nerves, you know, about going and being there in person, um, especially, I mean, I don't know how you can live in our world and not feel that, mm -hmm. but it's also, you know, I felt like it was important to be there. And, um, and I'm very grateful and very thankful that nothing major happened, right. That there wasn't anything tragic that happened. So, um, Emory and Henry, we embraced it. And did we have a float this year? And I know we designed some t-shirts where you, I saw you, uh, a picture of you with this cool t-shirt on it. And I asked uh, Sydney, can I have one of those? <laughs> Cause they were cool. I guess she had been the designer. Is that true? Yeah. So Sydney Leonard, who we've had on our show before, a uh, friend <laughs> of the show, um, she designed the logo for the t-shirts and the stickers, um, which were very highly complimented. And yeah, so she designed that. So we all, um, everyone that was from Emory and Henry, we all wore those same t-shirts so we could kind of be identified. And we had a huge presence. So we did go through the parade. We had the um, Emory and Henry cab. If any of you know what that looks like, it's our van that's completely decked out in Emory and Henry. And then um, we decorated it and uh, Sam Davis drove it in the parade. Mm -hmm. And then um, we also walked in front of it. So we had like a big banner and um, 
you know, flags and signs and all kinds of fun stuff. But yeah, there was a, a huge presence of faculty, staff, and students present there. So, and we also had a booth at the actual festival. So, oh, wow. So, how long did the festival go? Was it an all nighter or you started? What time did y'all start and what time do you think you, you finished? The uh, parade started at 11, but we got there at like nine to set, you know, get in a place and decorate the van and all of that. Mm -hmm. And then the festival itself ended around six. That was when the last performance was. Um, but I think people were kind of hanging out and, you know, doing their thing all night. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I wonder, uh, you know, it's been different times. Like, I guess usually it's in September kind of around Stonewall time, but we, this was different because of what? Did they give a reason or say why it was different? So I'm not really sure. So yes, traditionally Pride is in June and that is the anniversary um, annual recognition of the Stonewall riots, right? And for some reason, Tri Pride has always done it in like August or early September. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not sure if that's because they want students to be able to come and they know that school's back in session in August. Or if, you know, maybe there's some other big events that they don't want to compete with in June. I'm not really sure. But mm -hmm. that is when they do their, their tri-pride is in August or early September. Well, I, I hope that, that our region gets ready. And I hope it sounds like that we're getting, we're doing better. That, because there's been a time when we weren't uh, nearly, a, it, it didn't feel nearly as, as safe as it, you said it did now. And, and I guess the other history making, I, I was talking about history or her story or their story. <laughs> uh, they said that, you know, this was the first time that this has ever happened in two states simultaneously. And of course, you know, we have the privilege of having Bristol, Tennessee and Bristol, Virginia. But, you know, just uh, making that two states simultaneously, that's a statement in and of itself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think, I know that there's still a lot of work to be done. This is by no means a completion of a process, but I do think that this was a great step in the right direction. And I think that it did show that this kind of work and these kinds of celebrations and these kinds of, you know, showing outs, right, are um, going to be something that we can continue doing, which is really good. Yeah, there was a, a comment I read is Vice President of Tripod, Melody Taylor. I don't know her. Do you happen to know her? No, anyway, and she was quoted as saying this, just to see this many people coming out and just supporting diversity and equality and showing our region that it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter who you love, you're valid, you deserve to have everything everyone else has in this world for this many people to come out and support that is breathtaking. Absolutely, I would agree with that 100%. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess, did they make any plans for next year? Do they tell us to be aware? Do they do any activities other than that? Or I, I know one thing they did, they changed one of the love signs for uh, Virginia, and they put the rainbow colors around the O. And I thought, man, we're moving. We're cooking like grease. I, I got excited. I couldn't be there. Uh, my mother has COVID, and so it prevented me from doing lots of things. But uh, I, when I saw that, I got real excited. I thought, yeah, we're, we're cooking like grease. We're actually starting to celebrate. And, and that's the thing. There's an adage this man told me. His name was Gene. I um, can't think it was Gene somebody many, many years ago. And I've never forgotten it. He said, go where you are celebrated, not where you are tolerated. Yeah. And that feeds really into that, what you said about the acceptance 
and the celebration instead of the tolerance. And it looks like the parade and the festival have moved away from that into a, an arena where it looks like, you know, celebration is actually going on. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. There was, um, there are love signs all over Virginia because of course, Virginia is for lovers. Mm -hmm. um, and they're the sign that they had um, at the festival that I believe is still up in Cumberland Park in Bristol um, has the, um, the pride flag in it, which is great. And then there's also a bunch of um, merchandise from Virginia is for lovers that is pride, pride merchandise. So Virginia yeah, is- Yeah, and that is, uh, that's kind of a unusual, uh, it's a whole, we could talk about the whole thing about Virginia being for lovers and talk about the loving case. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, oh, absolutely. I mean, we, we could, we could talk about all of that kind of stuff and, 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 and we don't have time to do it, but yeah. I think that's really good when we were able to see change and to see it change in a meaningful way from multiple people, you know, and from the states, not just, you know, because the work that we've been doing and the work that we're committed to, not necessarily our jobs, but the work that we're committed to, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, when we can see it manifest, that's extremely powerful. I mean, yes. I think putting it that way is exactly what I was trying to say earlier. It felt like seeing the manifestation of all of this stuff that we talk about and we believe in and we work for, and then seeing it kind of manifest itself like that was really very cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I hope that uh, we'll continue this and I hope that there'll be all kinds of places and spaces that let us know that all are really welcome in all of these places. And it just won't be lip service, but that will actually follow up. And it just won't be a parade and a festival. Those are all good. But mm -hmm. after the parade and after the festival, then we have an opportunity after the gay out, we have an opportunity to live out, you know, and we want to be able to live out what we say and what we do. And, and I think this gives us opportunities to participate. And I, I'm proud to work for a college that is committed to that and was willing to show up in presence, not to hide and say, oh yeah, well, we're just not gonna do that because it might offend somebody, but no, to say, we're gonna respect all the people, all our students, all our faculty, all our staff, we're all in. And Absolutely. So to have, like you said, the Emory and Henry swag, to have that van out, to have all that really spoke regionally to, to the region about our commitment. If they don't know anything else, they know that we're committed, that we're in it to win it. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was, you could tell it meant a lot to our students, but also the other people that were there to see such a big showing out from Emory and Henry, because there were a lot of us there. <laughs> it looked like it. I was like, man, I wish I could have been there. And especially, I, I, like I said, I asked Sydney, can I have one of those t-shirts? But yeah. um, it, it looked like that uh, we, we made a difference. And I think that's important. And, and for Emory and Henry, you know, our college to to speak out to everyone because I, there are some other colleges in the region that I'm sure were not there. That is very true. <laughs> there were some that were there. We'll give them credit, but yeah, there were some I was going to say, we'll give the ones credit that were there and we won't uh, call in the ones that weren't <laughs> there, but we, it just goes without saying that there were some that would not have been there, would have never been there, would have never thought of being there. And then there was Emory and Henry and others who said, we're committed to this work of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. Absolutely. And, you know, there were also some churches present, which was really cool and very affirming for their members, mm -hmm. their congregations. Um, so that was really great to see as well. So, yeah, I mean, I think 
overall was just an incredibly powerful, incredibly positive experience. And I think Emory did a great job showing out, showing up. So, and to your point about the awesome t-shirts, um, I believe there's also a plan to get those shirts in the Merc as well. Oh yeah. So yeah. So be looking out for some Emory and Henry pride merch in the Merc. Um, if you want to get a cool t-shirt for yourself, those should be available at some point. I'm not sure when, but they will be there at some point. Well, I guess uh, uh, we we want to let people know, like you said about the Merck, but we also want to let people know that there are people on Emory and Henry's campus who are willing to talk, willing to share, willing to help. We didn't talk much about it. I guess it's about time for us to go, but we we could have mentioned, Carly, I guess, safe zone training. Yeah. So a few things, I guess, to kind of wrap us up today. You know, Emory and Henry does have a diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging office. We facilitate a safe zone training. So if you are ever on campus, you'll see these stickers. They're rainbow stickers with a check mark that says safe zone train. If you see that on someone's door, that means they have gone through safe zone training, which is an LGBTQ plus diversity training. And that person will be, you know, a trained person for you to be able to talk to um, if you are looking for someone who is safe for you to talk to. I'll also just shout out that, you know, the student success office is a very affirming, very open, very accepting place for all students. So if you are looking for someone to come talk to about any academic stuff that you might be dealing with, or you need some help navigating some of the offices on campus, feel free to come talk to us. We'll be happy to help you out in any way we can. Yeah. And, and I think also the Carly and I are both trained in, in uh, safe zone training and uh, we'd be more than welcome. I can't speak for Carly. Well, yes, I can. Cause we're yes, in the can. <laughs> We, we'd be more than glad to come and to train and and it, it's it's generally our training is generally for college campuses, but we have expanded it and added to it and are taking it other places with great success. Uh, uh, we did the library. Uh, we've done just some places around the city. And so people are, are wanting to see how to celebrate and honor and do it from a place of integrity with people who are part of that community and people who are allies and advocates for that community in the workplace. And I think that's that's critical. And that's where I think Emory's, a, Emory's got, got a, a star. Emory and Henry has a big star for celebrating, you know, diversity, especially in our LGBTQ plus community on campus and in the surrounding areas. Absolutely. We will be happy to come and do a training. It is a great training, and it's also a really great place to ask questions that you may not have been able to ask or felt maybe uncomfortable to ask. You know, it's a great place to explore those things, um, and it's just a really excellent training. So, highly recommend. And you know, both Sharon and I are trainers, so we'll be happy to help you out there. So next year, I'm my mom's not going to be sick next year. I'm not going to be sick next year, and I'm going to be there with all my friends and and all the people that are part of the community, all the allies, all of that. And we'll do this again and again, and we'll keep lifting it up. And I'm sure we'll talk more about this even on next week when we talk about diversity, equity, and belonging. Yes, absolutely. Um, I believe the next next event will be in Johnson City, so um, that will be a really fun event, really fun venue. Um, we'll definitely be there again. So yes, next week, we're going to talk about the belonging piece and why um, you'll see a lot of people transitioning from DEI to DEIB. 
um, adding that belonging piece into diversity, equity, and inclusion, and why that's important, why we're making that shift. We are making that shift on Emory Henry's campus. We are DEI office is now DEI and B, but you'll see a lot of other people doing that same thing. So we're going to talk a little bit about why that matters, what that belonging piece includes, and you know, as I think this the Tri Pride event you know, was a great way to sort of show that, right? A great example of why that belonging piece is so important. So that's what we're going to talk about next week. So we definitely hope that you all will join us and we will look forward to having that conversation with you next week. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Pass over